0: Hey everybody! This is Barbara with Canon Girl Speaks podcast, and I'm so glad to be back in my my recording in the recording studio, VIP room. In my VIP room. I'm call, I told I told uh, Aaron that I was going to call it the VIP room. So um, today on um, tonight, um, I have in my VIP my VIP room two young ladies that I'm I'm excited that they accepted the invitation to be on this podcast. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have them introduce um, themselves. Um, they are they are new to Corsicana, and I'm they, uh, I'm excited for them. I'm I'm excited that they're they're new and they're learning about our community, and so that's why I wanted to bring them on so that they could kind of t- tell tell us about themselves and you know their you know their dreams, their desires for you know and you know I guess they're 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 what do you say they're you just here for you know a season you know whatever direction that leads in, you know. So anyway, without further ado, I'm going to have Mommy go first. (laughs) And so, um, Dr. James?
1: Well, I'm Kaia James. I'm so um, happy to be here with you, Mrs. Kelly. I'm I'm honored to get to visit with you this evening. Um, It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And happy to be in Corsicana. Um, My husband's Job led us here. Uh, he's the assistant head coach of the Corsicana Tigers. We are just proud of those Tigers. Woo
0: woo woo! Yeah.
1: <laughs> My son um, has the privilege this season of uh, quarterbacking our team and doing um,
0: a good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Mama thinks so. Mama thinks so. Um, of great young men, um, they're playing hard. They're playing tough. First playoff game this Friday night. Um, y'all come out and support. And then um, we've got uh, um, four other children, uh, one big girl up at West Point, and then um, we've got two, as I said, one um, Solomon um, quarterbacking, and then a junior girl, she's here with us hanging out. And then um, I've got two little boys, too. Uh, we had a big break. So we had three back-to-back and then a big break, and um, two that made us the old parents in kindergarten, Then that's okay, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're just making our way in Canada. I have also the privilege of working for the district as the parent and family engagement liaison where I connect parents and the family of the district to the district where everybody feels like they're holding hands and singing kumbaya.
0: All right. (laughs) All right, daughter.
1: Well, hi,
2: I'm Gabby James. I'm a junior at Corsicana High School. I got the privilege of being on the varsity volleyball team this season. We did the best that we could. I play all the way around. I hit, I set, that's just my thing. And now I have the privilege of being on the varsity basketball team. Right. And we won last night. So we'll go our everything. Yeah. You already know. Mm. And um I'm just really blessed to be here and living in Corsicana. All
0: right. So ladies, we're gonna jump right into it. So um I guess what I'm gonna start out with asking you is when you um Dr. James, you we talked um, you know, when you first got here, we got a chance to sit down and talk and so when you came to Corsicana, you know, what did you, like, what did you, how did you feel? I mean, you know, how did you feel? Because, you know, I know you've been, you know, on your journey, different cities. And so coming to Corsicana, um, what did you expect or what did you, like, feel?
1: Well, first, it's like coming home in a sense because um, my husband was on the Baylor staff for 11 seasons, and that's really where we spent our adult life, we both went to school at Baylor, and then we stayed. And that's where we raised our family. And so we're kind of close to home. So uh, the Lord led us back home, which is a good feeling. Our kids are close to where they grew up. Um, so in that sense, it's like home a little bit. Um, in another sense, Corsican is tough um, when you're new. Um, you know, it's, it is very people look at you with a side eye and they want to know are you real and um you they know fake uh uh, they know fraud from real Uh and so um you just have to show yourself friendly um and um so it's it's challenging in that way it's a very cute town um i found my little spots to drink (laughs) coffee and meet friends Mm -hmm. and um you know we're kind of private people but um so I found the little spots where I can have my own privacy and I found um those spots where I can um also do what I need to do to um interact in the community it's a great group of people here
0: so Gabby what about you you're, I mean you being a teenager Because I know when I <laughs> Yes, I, I actually um, We moved here When I was in 10th grade And I was And I was From California oh. So coming from California To a small town like Corsicana It was a culture shock Well
2: So <laughs> There is a gas station here <laughs> so but I'm used to big towns and little towns because Waco Waco is very when I was growing up it was very small mm-hmm. and it, it just now has expanded over yeah, the years so thanks to, so thanks to what the what's
0: the name of the couple
2: Chip and Joanne Jo-Ann, yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love them <laughs> but I just love the atmosphere especially the programs at school there are so many people that want to be involved like there's kids and Uh, JROTC and they're not ashamed to be in it they don't care what other people say about them there's a reason why they're doing it and then the athletics that makes like kids really want to go to school want to be supportive want to have that school energy you know Mm -hmm. and that's something that I really feed off of and the academics, the teachers are amazing here. I just love them to death. They can relate to you on a personal level and they can relate to you on an academic level at the same time. So I just I love it here.
0: So do you so is your siblings? Do they feel the same way? I mean, because they're younger. So um,
2: well, well I'm not sure about the little boys. They <laughs> love they love their friends church. The food choices, everything. <laughs> they just they love school. So I, I could they would they would have to answer that question. Yeah. But Solomon, he just loves the push that everybody gives him at school. Like, yes, you're the quarterback, everybody wants to talk to you, everybody wants to be this with you and that. But he no he's humble. He knows what his position is and he that everybody pushes him to work harder because yeah. he just wants to make his way, yeah. not work off of
0: somebody else's mm-hmm. name. You know what So I mean. So you come into Corsicana, and then you having to try out for, like you said, the the athletic the pro- programs. Yes, ma'am. Was it hard to, you know, just get in and you know because you're the outsider, yes, you ma'am. know, and so you have young people that have been here since, you know, and they, you know, they grew up in the YMCA and all mm-hmm. this stuff like that. So here comes a new girl, well. you know, like.
2: Had, I had to kind of make my own name because yeah. I did come during the summer mm-hmm. you saw me up there at 9 o'clock in the morning every single day at summer workouts so it's not like oh she came here and okay she has athletic ability and she just made the team no I had to work hard all through summer and yeah. build up I built up potential throughout the whole season it wasn't just like oh, no, D1 starter All-American just comes up and just takes everybody's spot yeah. that's not how it works yeah. I had to work for what I was blessed to yeah. have this season. So, so, do you
0: consider yourself a leader? Yes, ma'am, I do. You do. So, how, how are you able to motivate other young ladies to be, you know, to come up, you know, because um, that can be a challenge, you know, as far as your peers, Yes, ma'am. you know, and they look at you as being a leader. And so, how challenging is that to um, motivate other young ladies to, to be leaders? or you know, Not just that, but because everybody can be a leader. Yes, ma'am. But so, how are you able to motivate, especially girls of color, Yes, you know, and yes. so because I'm, I'm in this community and you guys are new to the community. And sometimes I think that's a big that's a big downfall that we have is that we don't have a lot of our young girls that are stepping up to be leaders. Yes. Ma'am. You know, and so how are you as a leader, you know, able to motivate other young ladies to, hey, you know, let's let's come up, you know, because, you know, we hear we hear the cliche by Girls Rock. You know, we, yes. we hear we see a lot of young women in, in, in our society and all that that are stepping up saying, you know, what well, it's our time now. You know, so how are you able to do that as a young lady, especially in your school environment?
2: Well, I feel like just as people tell me my positivity, like, I, I if I walk into a room, people say that I'm just a bright face, like... Um, I can just come in a room and just make somebody smile by just looking at them. I feel like positivity and showing that you can work hard. Like, there's a time where you can be fun, have laughing games, but there's also a time that you have to be serious and that you're focusing on that goal that you have. So, say basketball right now, after that win last night, all of us are working together as a team, being pumped up, ready for our next game on Friday. So, I just feel like it's just energy that you're feeding off of other people. And also, if somebody sees that okay if you are getting this specific spot and you're also a nice person but you're also a leader you don't know, take advantage of what you've been blessed to have in the role you've been able to play okay then i'm gonna try to follow what you're doing because yeah. that would look good on me and maybe i would get that shot too yeah so i feel like that's just what i just like to do yeah and on.
0: so um so do you find yourself, you know, I guess, encouraging the girls that because they like you said, you have opportunity to go to the next level. Yes. Ma'am. And so sometimes I believe that some girls don't have that vision, yes, you ma'am. know. And so are you able to make them understand that you can do the same thing that I'm doing, yes, you know, ma'am. because sometimes we tend to be we tend to our young people tend, tend to be boxed in yes. and they don't understand that you can go to the next level. You can go to another college level, you yes, know, right. but you have to work hard, like you said, and have and be um, disciplined, you know, to get there. You know, so what how do you how do you make those young people, those young girls, those young ladies understand that, you know, do they do you feel like they see that that see that that bigger picture?
2: Yes, ma'am. because you can also just tell that from, say, like, Simone Biles. She had to work hard to what she like getting her gold medal at the Olympics. She just didn't live in a small town, just sit there. Oh, I have a dream, but I'm not going to I'm going to apply it other other big professional athletes like lebron james he had to work to where he was so there are other role models that have been before us that have worked hard for what they've done so it's not just like okay well yeah you can do it just cheering them on there's examples that are older than us and also younger than us that we know about say like just our society right now rappers models uh, social media stars even though it's not all, all about social media there are kids our age doing their dreams being bigger things so I, I feel like just exam- bigger examples help kids like motivate oh I can do this or if I see somebody in my small town make it oh I can do that too
0: so Dr. James how did you get her to this point <sighs> well you know because I feel like that's confidence you know and that has to be rooted very early you know and so Sometimes our young people, they miss that. They don't get that, you know. And so how as as her mom and then her dad, you know, I know that all your kids probably have gotten the same, you know, message. Mm -hmm. And so how how are you able to instill that in them to, you know what, you can do whatever you want to do. Just put your mind to it. You know, because some of our young people don't get that message.
1: I think it was just continual because the world outside your home is not going to give that message Because it's kind of a crab barrel type society Mm -hmm. that it's like, yeah, if you get something, that means it limits me from getting this opportunity. So I'm going to do whatever I can to make you feel like you can't. So that gives me the advantage over you. And I think it's being honest with children to say, okay, not everybody wants you to achieve. Not everybody wants you to succeed so when you go when you step foot outside of this house you have to have the mentality that no matter what i'm going to go for my dream and i deserve it if i work for it i am valued i am special i am loved and even if you don't feel like it on the inside that day you still work like you do um we're a spiritual family we tell them you were created for a purpose you were called before you were ever even in my womb Mm -hmm. And that's your name It is not the name somebody else gives you. So whether the person calls you, you know, a racial slur, whether the person calls you, you know, some other kind of thing, that's not your identity. You cannot place yourself in that, in that person, in that name. You're called the name that was given to you by God. Mm -hmm. You can go after these dreams and you can accomplish them. And that is what we expect of you. So if you're going to live here. This is the expectation, and we won't accept anything less. And yeah. if they were to act outside of that, we continue to go after them. No, you're not living up to, be, to your potential. And if they give us an excuse, well, it's too hard, and I can't, and the teacher this, and the teacher. Now, I'm gonna go to bat for them. Yeah. I'm not gonna let anybody mistreat them, yeah. but whether it be a teacher or an adult or anything. If you wrong my child, I'm coming for no. you. <laughs> I'm coming, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yes, but if they are wrong, no, they know, I will not stand for it, you know, and daddy either, daddy's very tough, you know, on Solomon, you know, people think, oh, he's out there, he's the quarterback, oh, he has the easy, oh, Mm. he has it way tougher than any coach could ever give it to him, at home, he, is part of his homework, is film, I mean, that, that little boy realized that from, you know, little, yeah. that he thinks that part of everyday homework is film study. In the summer, when some kids are playing video games, he's at of camp or he's in the backyard getting, getting better, getting screamed at, you know, yeah. his, his daddy think, telling him, it's the footwork. Yeah. 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 You have to work. You have to earn your spot. And even like you asked Gabby earlier, what about coming across the Canada? He knew coming across the Canada, his daddy told him, hey, if you want a spot, son, you got to go earn your Mm -hmm. spot. It will not be given to you. It doesn't matter that I'm a coach. If you're not the best, you're on the bench, period. And that's really how he felt about it. And he was his head coach last year. You're not the best. You get pulled. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that if your parents have that mentality, it makes you work harder.
0: So you know, I guess the expectation is high. You have to set yes. the expectation high. So sometimes as parents we don't do that. You know, if we mm-hmm. if we have a low expectation, sometimes we, we tend to put that out on on put that on our kids. That's you true. know, and so that's when you have this cycle of what kind of like what's taking place in our community, you yes. know. And so, you know, even in your particular role that you have now, is so how do we how do how do we as a community, as community leaders Mm-hmm. How can we motivate our parents, you know, and also our kids? Because it does take a village. Yes. You know, how do we motivate them to you know, to set their expectations high? Because you know what, I don't believe, you know, that, you know, just because God because you you were dealt these cards, you don't have to play that hand. Yeah. You know, and sometimes for and for some kind of you know, some some reason we've 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 played the hand that's been dealt with this that's been dealt us, you know, and so how do we how can we, you know, it you know, in the next journey, next You know, next year, you know, whatever. How can we get that relayed to our parents and our community? You know, we can rise above our situations.
1: Well, I think it's the balance of um, telling people that you hear them and also encouraging them. Because where injustice exists, that is not acknowledged. The people revolt. Mm. And so if we do not acknowledge the hurt that people have um, experienced and that has been caused. If we don't acknowledge that, the people will continue to revolt, whether they're doing that on a conscious level or a subconscious level. So that stuff has to be addressed. And then on the flip side, we have to also say, yes, but no matter what, there is a responsibility to rise above that. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you're going to stay down. Mm-hmm. And it affects the generations behind you. And it's not fair to them. Yeah. So to be hurt doesn't give you a pass on hurting your generations. So um, we just have to help where we can help. And then also um, the ones that are coming behind just say, well, you you haven't been hurt. So we're not going to allow you to be hurt. Yeah. So a separation of them from the hurt yeah. Really.
0: yeah so Gabby do you think you know I guess for your age group is the peer pressure really real I mean you know because now you guys are the generation of social media
1: I yes, mean right you right. guys
0: were born I mean you, that's all you guys will ever know you know as far as even the generation come behind you and so it's like now you know you guys are you guys are I guess moved by likes you know moved mm-hmm. by sh- shares mm-hmm. you know move you know it's like Okay. I mean, that, you know, you guys, I guess a lot of your generation now letting that define you, you know, so how much peer pressure is there out there within your generation? Because, you know, you guys. I mean, I know what I, what our peer pressure was growing up, but not uh, not like what y'all have. I mean, now it's like, you know,
2: Well, the peer pressure is, uh, it's real. It is real. Like my birthday is on Friday. And I'm twenty seventeen, and somebody asked me, "So what are you gonna do? I'm probably You gonna turn up? Are you gonna drink? Are you are gonna do like what are, you, what? are you gonna do?" And I was just like, "No, I'm. I was not raised like that. I just feel like we have our generation has drawn into toxic things that we think are cool. It's not cool to get drunk. It's not cool to party." It's cool to get good grades. It's cool to go to church. It's, good. it's cool to get your education. It's cool to play sports and do it right. Not cheat, not anything. I just feel like the peer pressure is whenever you go to, go somewhere and you hang out with the wrong people, especially people that aren't your age, mm. and they tempt you to do something, and then you try, and you're like, okay, I try every every child. That has done something has said, oh, I'll try. I won't get addicted. And then you see them and the vaping has gotten so yeah. bad yeah. and it was made for adults, yeah. but it got in the hands yeah. of younger adults yeah. and then it has gotten to the hands of teenagers, yeah. even middle schoolers. And that is just awful. That so is- that's
0: something. So is our so is your society not, you know, so they're not strong willed yeah. to be able to say no. You know, it's We're like the generations bodies. have been broken down. You know, it used to be like you had strong generations like say, you know what, if you know how we back in the 80s, you know, say no mm-hmm. to drugs. Yes. You know, you really yes. had a culture, you know, back then you had a culture. It was like, say no to drugs. Yes. But now it's kind of like it's like a, you know.
1: But I think it's weaker because parents are weaker. Yeah. You, you, you said say no to drugs, but parents don't say no to their children. Yeah. Parents are afraid to say no. Oh, well, if I say no. She's going to be mad at me or he's going to be mad at me. Well, what do you mean? What the heck? Your child's going to be mad at you. If they're a child. Yeah. We, we have a saying in our family um, and I'll say, okay, mad is a, and then they Emotion. say, and you will get over it, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I acknowledge that the children will have emotions, which is fine. That's human. But to act on the emotions is what my concern is. Okay, so we're going to um, redirect these emotions. We're going to teach about how you handle the emotion. But me being concerned that you're going to be upset. That is not my concern at all. I I get upset. (laughs) But, you know, so I think the parents, we have become weak. So that weakens our children. If they see that we are strong, then they are, you know, able to be strong. So until that changes,
0: mm-hmm. but then, then you have a break, then you have a cycle because then I always yes. go back to, you know, when I, you know, I go back to always the story of when I when I started working in law enforcement what, and what I do, is that you we were dealing with we were dealing with and I'm gonna say the grandkid the grand, the grandparents, mm-hmm. the parents the people the people that are grandparents now. So that's when, you know, you know, drugs or whatever got introduced in the 80s or whatever, because I started, you know, in the 80s. And so now we're dealing with the grandkids in mm-hmm. the system, yes. you know. And so that's where you got that breakdown, because it's like, okay, somewhere down the line, where everything's been, it's been broken down. You know, it's kind of like, okay, so now you don't have a strong parent base, mm-hmm. because everybody's been affected by something. You know, you, they've been infected by either their drug babies, and now these drug babies are now adults, that's true. and now they're having kids. Yes. You know, and so that's where you get the breakdown. That's where you get the you know cases of mental illness. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the, the the cases of depression and stuff like that. And so um, it's tougher. It is tougher now. You and know, also
1: the the need to want to give to our children. Yeah, I mean everybody has that need. I think I want to give to them. I want to. Be good to them, but there's that line between I'm gonna be good to them and I'm gonna do things that ultimately hurt them.
0: Yeah,
1: I want to be a good mom to the children, but if I do everything for them, I want to be a good mom to my girls. But if I don't teach them how to do their own laundry,
0: yeah,
1: what am I? I'm gonna hurt them. So, what they're gonna depend on somebody else to do their laundry, or they're gonna just have dirty laundry, or expect when they leave the house that someone else is going to do it for them, or they're going to mistreat the person that they do hire to help them. Cause they have to hire somebody to help them. Yeah. Well, I can't do it for myself. So yeah, you do it lady. <laughs> I, you know, that, that kind of mentality is not okay, but it's comes from, sometimes it comes from a good place. I want to give good things to my children, but what does it mean to do that? We've lost that.
0: Yeah. So I, we talked about you know when you guys first moved here and and just how the the, the I guess the makeup of how the community is mm-hmm. made up and so um, being um, African American family and you know I'm gonna say middle class and all that and so it probably looked funny yes. for you guys to come to town like who are these people <laughs> you know and then because you guys don't live on a certain side of town certain side of town. You know, and then because, I mean, I know, I know my community, you know, and so they look at you guys as being Martians,
2: like, <laughs>
0: yeah, we know y'all are not, you know, like the norm, you know, because I had a, I had a discussion with somebody and I'm not going to say who she is, but she saw you, Dr. James, <laughs> in her place of business, you came in there and she was like, she's not from here, mm-hmm. you know, and she just said the way you carried yourself, you know, she just said she knew that you were not from Costa Cana, and so that lets you know then you know, that, you know, you guys are, you know, um, you guys were raised, you know, and so, um, how, how challenging is that? You know, because, you know, you get, like you said, you get that, you know, push, sometimes you get pushback from people oh like, gosh. you know, they think that they're <laughs> uppity, you know, and stuff like that, and so yeah. you get that, you know, like, oh, who who are they, you know? And so yeah. how challenging, is and especially for you, Gabby, because, you mm-hmm. know, it's like,
1: yeah. what, well, you
0: wasn't, you not raised in the Red Bricks? What? Yeah, you somebody know, actually and so, talked to me about yeah, that the other day, you know, and I was you, just
2: like, "What's the red? Bricks? You know, you, yeah.
0: <laughs> you, you know. So, I mean, how challenging is that?
2: Well, unfortunately, in the society that we live in, the generation that I do, I am in, uh, I carry myself differently at school. I don't. I'm not very loud like some people. or... <laughs> Um, other things, and I was unfortunately called whitewashed at school, but I didn't really care because I was just like, well... So what does
0: that mean, whitewashed? That's
2: what I was saying. I was very confused, and then I asked my dad, and he was like, well... I guess it means that you act like a white person. And I was like, well, you cannot act a color. Yeah,
0: I was like, what does it mean to act like a white
2: person? Exactly. Yeah. You, I just carry myself differently than some people. And, you know, I get the side eye. And a lot of people talk about because we're we're also new. And people know about my dad. And how he's like a football star and everything. And now my brother's a quarterback. And then I was starting varsity for bas- volleyball. And now I am starting varsity for basketball. So... People are just gonna look at us any type of way, but it's the way our family carries ourselves. Mm-hmm. We we just are different. Yeah, you know, some people. And this was a person
0: of that. another race that said that, and so <laughs> yeah. if you if they notice that, you know, I'm like, they they carry themselves differently. You know, unlike like you said, you know, sometimes we get in our comfort zone, and it's like you know, okay, yes, we man. we stand out. You know, well, so.
1: I think it's also that um, we are we're just missionaries. And, um, we've been in so many different places, um, Mm -hmm. since just even, um, them being in the world, we've been in Waco, we've been in North Texas, we've been in South Mm -hmm. Texas, (laughs) and we're here in, you know, central East Texas. And... You know, so we just go where the Lord tells us to go and we are aliens we we, you know, we're <laughs> aliens to this world and we just are people to here to love and here to do whatever the Lord's calling us to do where he's called us to go. And we're happy to be here now. You know, if people are ugly to us, we don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Um, but we're just ourselves. Yeah. Whoever we are.
0: And I just can't understand why, you know, and I know it's because it's Corsicana, <laughs> you know, and I work in the Metroplex, so I'm like, okay, it's a lot of black people doing a lot of good things in mm. the Metroplex. And they're making <laughs> some nice houses, they drive some nice cars, everybody's not living in, in, in projects, okay? No. You know, and so, mm. you know, it's just that we're a little slower, you know, mm. and so, and then, and then you, then when we're, we're close, sometimes we can be close-minded. You know, and so, you know, even like, you know, even where we live, you know, we moved over in our in our neighborhood, you know, people were like staring. I'm like, oh, it's a free country, you know, it's a free country. I work, my husband work, okay. We don't sell drugs, we work, you know. So it's just that mindset. I'm like, and I tell people all the time, some communities, like I'm just say Cedar Hill, Lancaster, some mm-hmm. of y'all can handle them kind of communities because that's people that look like me and you, <laughs> and they live in some nice homes, yes, Cedar Hill do. and all that. So yes, we just got to get out of that mindset, you know. And yeah. I just wish we would get to 2019 mm-hmm. to know that it's not back in 1950s, 50s, 60s yeah. where we we are truly separated by the community, by the tracks.
1: Well, yeah. and you know what? Honestly, I um I don't pay attention much to it. I I just kind of but but it hurts
0: it hurts our young people because they yes. can't see outside of that it, it, they can't yes. realize that hey you work hard yes. you can live wherever you want to live you can that's drive true. whatever you want to r- drive but until we get past that yes you know or limit put a limit on we limit ourselves that's true we you know they they won't they won't know to to rise above it that's true you know? I you
1: know I had the opportunity well um y'all invited me to uh, be a part of defy on. The other day and um, had the opportunity to visit with the young ladies. And just to say, I mean, they can look at people and they have one idea of who you are on the inside. Maybe they would never know that when I was in high school, um, my family believed in hard work. Mm -hmm. I worked full time while I was in high school and ran track. I mean, I got my books. I went to school, yes, on an academic scholarship. It wasn't an athletic scholarship, but I ran track at 5A. 5A was the biggest thing back yeah, then. There was no 6 day back then. But, yeah, I ran track, and I worked 40 hours a week at the grocery store. I was an A1 checker.
0: So <laughs> <I was. laughs>
1: but, you know, I worked hard back then, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think some days it's, like, considered to be a an embarrassing thing you know these days oh you have to work no that's a good thing you yes, work you make your it's money it's
0: worth it worth, yeah, worth yeah, you worth it yeah you put well. yourself
1: together and all that and then to go to school I've gone to a lot of school and it's okay you know and I've had these children and, and I work now and I'm fine and I think young people do need to see that yeah they do need to see that and then yes I don't have any problem with where I live and with what I drive, because I remember those days when I used to ride the dark bus yeah. to go to um, my internship downtown at the Dallas Independent School District, um, because it was in the summer time and I was home from college from Baylor, and uh, I rode the dark bus and I rode the dark train. Yes, I know about all that, and it was a hundred degrees outside, and it was hot and sweaty, and people would drive by and try to give me a ride and i would say oh no i'm not getting in that car with you yeah. and i would tell myself okay one day and i would pick up the cars and i would say one day yes i'm going to drive that kind of car and yes i'm going to drive that car and i worked my behind yeah. off so i don't feel any kind of shame about and
0: so you have to be able to to dream you know yes. to dream and then like you said Absolutely. and like you said work towards that dream yes. you know and so you also have a daughter at West Point. Yes. You know, and so that's kind of unusual too. Yes. Because it's like you know, uh, I you know I can remember hearing the conversation. They have a daughter at West Point. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you know, I'm telling you, it's like that's 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 unusual for people in Corsicana. Yes. You know, of of color. Yes, ma'am. You know, and so that's what I'm saying. We have to get so past that, so past that. You know, and I just I'm just I mm-hmm. and it's i think it's a breath a breath of fresh air because now. Thank you. I think that now we can put a face to, it's, the, it, it's possible. Absolutely. It's possible. You know, even like, you know, and I put that out there. We, you know, we have our senior class, the senior class for 2020. They're going to have their first African-American valedictorian. Oh,
1: go, baby. Female. Female. Oh, go.
0: Because they've had an uh, African-American <laughs> male back in the 80s. Oh. But, yeah, in the 80s. Oh. Yes, ma'am. So oh. she's actually going to be the first. We've had a sal, but not a val. You know, and so that is gonna be um, keep really, pushing, young you know, lady. Yeah, and so <laughs> to me, that'll put a face to you know it's possible. You Absolutely. work hard, you can you can achieve it. You yes. know, and so um, I just you know really uh, have enjoyed you know meeting you guys, and you know I just want you you know, Gabby, you know you just continue to be that leader. Yes, ma'am. You know, and show the show the young people. You know what? You work hard, you can you can achieve anything. You yes, know, and like I said, don't. You know, don't be. You know, I know you're not. I mean, I can't say you're gonna. Don't be. But you guys, while you're here on this on this journey, you know, here while you're on this, you know, this assignment. You know, is is to me is you are to you know get out there and motivate you know other other families and you know kids and all that you know because you know of course Canada you know we're on the cusp we're on the cusp of of change. I do believe that that eventually people are gonna say you know what I need to work hard I need to. I I just need to do that you know to make our community better yeah it is you know and so we've had
1: the opportunity to meet and
0: sometimes they've been they've been overlooked you know and sometimes it's always a you know it's always you know these certain people that we want to always have to Mm -hmm. shine but I'm like you know sometimes you know you don't have to shine all the time you know and so
1: I want to acknowledge that there's been some beautiful families um here and beautiful people here in Corsica Canada that, that have welcomed us and that we have gotten to know, and you know, have loved on us, and and so we're grateful for that. And you know, whether wherever they have come from, it doesn't matter to us where they live. Mm-hmm. We don't know because yeah. we don't even, you know, yeah. we don't know what side <laughs> of the track or what. It doesn't matter. People are just people, yeah. you know. A heart is a heart, and a smile is a smile. So, to all of those who have welcomed us, we thank them. Yeah, very much.
0: So, is there anything else? So, I'm gonna give um, you guys the opportunity to do a shout out. Um, we're gonna um, end this podcast, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm gonna just give you guys a, uh, some time to do a shout out. I just want to say I really appreciate you guys accepting the invitation to be on, Canada Girl Speaks podcast. Um, so, um, Gabby, you want to say anything?
2: Well, <laughs> shout out to Mr. Case for being the best principal ever, and Mrs. <laughs>
1: Landers, best AP, and Coach Brown. Yeah, love her. Yeah. Um. Of course, I'd like to shout out to my husband, cool. Coach James. Do it, baby. Love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Solomon. Keep doing what you do. Mama loves you, baby. David and Jet James, love y'all too. Um, my girl in New York, love you, sweetheart. She'll be able to listen. She'll um, be able to listen. Uh, you keep um, defending our freedoms. I'm, I'm so grateful for you and your friends um, and your mates and, and to all the people across the country. Um and the world that I've made the commitment to keep us safe. Thank you all very much for your service and your sacrifice. And um, to Corsicana ISD, uh, mm-hmm. thank you all for bringing us here, Dr. Frost. Um, thanks for the opportunity to come and serve um, our community and our district and to the board members. Thank you all very much for supporting um, the work that you've asked me to come do here. To the community, thank you all for welcoming us and. Uh, we're happy to be course Canada Tigers. T C C
0: No, what's the other one that they say
1: We can we can we can, yeah, we can. And yeah. we will and
0: we will. Yeah so we so when this podcast airs on Sunday, we're gonna say it's gonna air with a win on Friday. We will. Second we're gonna be we're gonna be looking for the second round. Yes. yes. You know, so anyway, but I wanna say once again thank you so much ladies for being on Canada Girl Speaks podcast. So good night everybody. Thank you for having us. Canada Girl Speaks podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Shred Shed Studio where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production and songwriting. Find out more at shredshedstudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron a a r o n at shredshedstudio.com the premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas.